Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The biggest thing that we do is, you know, we're a process-oriented organization. Uh, people look at me sometimes when I say, you know, outcomes are a distraction. We want to focus on what we need to do to get the outcome. These last 24 hours seem to signal the end of an era with three coaching icons, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, and Nick Saban stepping away from the sidelines. All three have had a tremendous impact on the game and the coaching profession. Coach Saban stands as a towering figure in the realm of college football, and he leaves an indelible impact on both the sport and the coaching profession. His unparalleled success, marked by seven national championships and a consistently high level of performance, has set a benchmark for excellence that aspiring coaches now and in the future will aim to emulate. His meticulous approach to the game, strategic brilliance, and unwavering commitment to building not just exceptional players, but also well-rounded individuals has set a standard. Beyond the wins and titles, his influence extends to coaching methodologies, emphasizing the importance of adaptability, discipline, and a relentless pursuit of perfection by following the process. Nick Saban's legacy transcends victories. It's a testament to his transformative influence on the very fabric of college football and the coaching fraternity. I had the privilege to moderate two question and answer sessions with Nick Saban. I've aired the other one on coaching coordinator before, and we will link that one in the show notes. Today's is a segment from the 2020 Louisiana Football Coaches Association Virtual Clinic in this segment, we focused on some of his coaching philosophy as it relates to player development, discipline, and maintaining a winning culture. The link to a bundle of all three of these sessions that appear on CoachTube is in the show notes. I'm sure this is one you will enjoy. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. 
If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Coach, can you talk a little bit about your philosophy about wanting and players as opposed to but players? Well, again, this goes back to players creating value for themselves. Um, I, I always talk to players about, you know, I spent eight years in the NFL, so that means I spent, I sat through eight drafts, which meant it's not just a draft. It's two weeks of preparing for the draft and then two more weeks of getting questions answered and then two more weeks of preparing for the draft. So I'm talking about listening to a thousand draft reports. And I tell our players all the time, the two most compelling words in a draft report is and and but. All right, so they read the player and I'll take a defensive back. He's got quick feet, change of direction, yeah, good long speed, can play man to man. He's a good tackler. He's got toughness, got really good ball judgment and really good ball skills. And he's a good person. He was a leader on the team. He graduated from school. Coaches loved him. Read the same player, but he had a positive drug test. Right? He had a domestic violence incident with his girlfriend, got a fight to borrow when he's a freshman. Strength coach said he wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. Uh, who, who, who do you want on your team? And or but. All right. So what I tell players is you don't realize that as soon as you apply for a job, as soon as you put your name in for the draft, people are looking for reasons not to pick you. They're looking for reasons not to hire you. So don't give anybody a reason to say but. It's the only way that you can create value for yourself. So that and and but what came after that had nothing to do with what the player was, but it had a significant impact on where the player got picked. So this is an analogy that I use all the time with players to try to get them under, to understand how do I create value for myself in my future for what I want to accomplish? And it goes right back to, yeah, I might have to edit my behavior a little bit. You know, when Kobe Bryant came here and spent a day with us, that's all he talked about 
is how do I have to edit my behavior to accomplish the goals that I have? You know, one of the players on our team asked him, said, how did you score 60 in the last game that you played in the NBA, which was the last game of the season, and you were 40 years old, and you just came off of an Achilles tendon? He said, I knew I was going to have to work my tail off to be able to make it through that season, and I wanted to play one more year. So I worked eight hours a day for 365 days out of the year. He said, then I'll put that part on ESPN. So how do you have to edit your behavior to accomplish the goals that you have? That, that all goes back to that. I've heard you in the past say that discipline is changing behavior, not punishing. Can you elaborate on this and has your philosophy changed over time in how you handle discipline with players than you did before? Yeah, I, I think what, I, what I've always said before is a lot of people mistake discipline for punishment. In other words, in the media, if you have a guy in your, on your team or in your organization that makes a poor choice and decision, all right, the first thing the media wants you to do is kick them off the team. And if you don't kick them off the team, then you don't have any discipline. Well, that, that, that doesn't, punishment has nothing to do with discipline. Um, discipline is getting people to do what they're supposed to do, when they're supposed to do it, the way it's supposed to get done. Now, punishment does not make somebody more disciplined. I think if you're going to punish somebody, the usefulness of punishment is you want to change their behavior. And if what you do to punish them doesn't change their behavior, then why do it? Why, why, why would we do it? Um, you know, and there's different ways, you know, of doing it. You know, when I was a kid growing up, my mom kept a switch on her refrigerator. She said, you do that again, I'm getting a switch out. And I damn sure didn't do it because I knew what was going to happen. All right, so that was one way, all right, but we have, that, that's why I think, and what I, the statement I made at the beginning of this talk, we can change people because we have something that they want to do, and I would suggest that you have every player in your organization tell you what he wants to do. All right, I want to be the best player I can be so I can play Division One football someday. I want to go to college and get a college education, whatever it might be. And then you can always go back to that player and say, I do, I do it with every player on our team. I know exactly what the goals and expectations are that every player has for themselves on our team. So every time they're not doing something that they should do to be able to accomplish that, I can call them in and say, tell me how this behavior is going to help you get what you want. Like a typical guy on our team would say, I want to graduate from college. And I want to play in the NFL. And I say, okay, you missed class today. And now you're telling me you don't feel like practicing. So how, how, does those, how do those two things, how do those two behaviors help you accomplish the goals that you have and the vision that you have? All right, so I, I think you can help players because everything has to relate back to them. They're all self-exposed, self-imposed. Everybody is got you know this little selfishness about them and they're thinking about how does this affect me so if you make it about them 
I, when you show them what their behavior is, what they want to accomplish and how this is not going to help them accomplish it, they're very willing to change, very willing to change. And you're not telling them, well, you can't do this because you're, you play on Alabama's football team. They can't relate to that. If you tell them, if you do this, you can't play in the NFL, they'll change. So that's one thing. But whatever you choose to punish a guy with changes his behavior. Just like we have all these players and they all want to play. Just like we have a rule here. If you get six points academically, which means you miss six things. Now you also can have perfect weeks and get a plus point. So it's really not a hard six. It could be, you know, if you had a couple of good weeks, you could really have eight points. All right. But if you get six points, you go in front of the leadership group on a team. And if you don't do what they say, you don't practice or play. They go to school. They all go to school. I'm, you can say I'm punishing them, but really I'm taking something away from them that will change their behavior because they want to play. And what I said at the beginning of this is we have the opportunity to really help these guys and lead these guys in a very positive direction because we're coaching them to do something they really like to do and they really want to do. So we can help them do other things in so many other parts of their life that's going to help them be more successful in their life. So because we can use plan to change their behavior. So discipline is not punishment. Discipline is something totally different. But you can take something away from somebody that's going to change their behavior. You know, my daughter, Kristen, is the biggest internet on the internet on facebook on twitter i mean and when she's in the house she's married and gone now but when she was in the house and she went to alabama i wouldn't tell her anything about the team i wouldn't say who was hurt i wouldn't say anything because it's all going to end up on the, on the internet so when i wanted her to do something or me or miss terry wanted her to do something all you have to do is tell your computer away and say you gotta get your car cleaned or you know, you need to clean your room or, you know, I told you you had to wash the dishes and you didn't do it. You got a lot of stuff done by just locking up that computer. It's taking away something significant to them. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coaching Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. But you got a question about how you maintain your winning culture year in and year out specifically about the team activities and expectations that you set that allow you to be, be so successful? Well, I, I think the biggest thing that we do is, you know, we're a process oriented organization. 
uh, people look at me sometimes when I say, you know, outcomes are a distraction. We want to focus on what we need to do to get the outcome. Like if you walk around our building um, at Alabama, you'll see no signs that say win the SEC championship. You'll see no signs that say win the national championship. Uh, there is one sign that says be a champion. And then there's a pyramid of what it takes to be a champion. Uh, you got to be a team player. Uh, together, everybody accomplishes more. Uh, people have to respect and trust in the principles and values of the organization. And they got to respect and trust in each other. And they got to be accountable to each other. I mean, there's a responsibility and obligation that every individual has on the team, not to me, right, but to themselves and to each other. And if they're going to be trusted by the, their teammates, um, they have to do their job and they have to do it well. Second part of that is you got to be positive. You know, to me, body language is, is, you know, negative body language kind of brings everybody down. Positive body language being having energy, enthusiasm, um, you know, being positive in your work uh, helps you create more value for yourself, helps you improve, but it also affects the people around you in a very positive way. So I, I don't, we don't like negative people. We don't like people who judge, uh, who judge what we do, like why we practice in the day, why are we doing fourth quarter program? I, I don't want to hear that. Uh, it, you, th that's a principle and by the organization that you choose to buy into. And when you buy into it, you need to go about it in a positive way, which is going to help you get better. And it's going to help us get better. And the third thing is, is everybody's got to be responsible for their own self-determination. That's all about accountability. You know, if you're going to be a professional someday, you got to be responsible. Somebody's going to define an expectation. Somebody's going to define a standard and you got to be accountable to it. And if you're not, they're going to fire you and get somebody else. So it's no different on our team. So everybody needs to learn how to do that. And we define that. I mean, we define the expectation for our players personally, academically, and athletically. And we define the expectation of what we expect them to do and the standard we expect them to do it to. And that helps them be successful. So, and the last thing is you got to have work ethic. You got to have character. You got to have discipline. You got to have self-discipline to make choices and decisions that are going to benefit you and help you um, make the kind of choices and decisions that are going to create value for you in your future. You got to have perseverance. You cannot be a great competitor if you don't have perseverance and you can't overcome adversity. So pride in performance, being the best player you can possibly be reaching your full potential. I mean, these are all things that give players great self-gratification. So that's what it takes from a culture standpoint to be a champion. And that's what we try to promote with our players. You know, we don't even talk about winning the game. We talk about dominating the competition. Again, it's one play at a time for 60 minutes in the game. There's no scoreboard. There's no external factors that are going to you know, determine how I play and how I compete and how I perform. And I tell players all the time, when I was in the NFL, they used to make me a cut up of you. And I watched how you play. I didn't know the score of the game. So are you playing different when we're 14 points behind? Are you playing different when we're 14 points ahead? So there is no scoreboard. You should try to be the best player you can be and dominate your box every play that you play. Because that's what I'm going to look at. That's what you're going to get evaluated on. No, and nobody, I, I didn't even know who you're playing against. So does that mean if we're playing a good team, I play really good, but when we're playing a bad team, I don't play very good. 
So your standard should not be determined by some external factor, which includes who's the competition, because it's all about you being the best version of yourself, being the best competitor, playing your best all the time. And you have to train yourself to be able to do that. You know, you got to be in great condition or you're not going to be able to sustain your effort, not going to be able to sustain your toughness uh, and not going to be able to. To, to mentally stay focused on what you need to do because when you get tired, you're gonna lose focus and make mental errors. So all these things create value, but these things are all talking about what you control, what you can do to help your team be successful. You know, everybody says there's no I in team, but there is an I in win. And that's the individuals that make the team what it is. So you gotta define the expectation for what you expect the players to do. And then you surround them with the best best people to help them do that. And then doing that, you're creating a culture of accountability, which helps them be the best version of themselves. Look, everybody's got to have a vision for what they want to do. Everybody's got to know what they have to do to do it, but they have to have the discipline to execute it every day. And this is where people struggle. They struggle the most at this part of it. And I'm not talking about the sign on the wall that says disciplines do what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, the way it's supposed to get done do the right thing the right way, the right time, all the time. Those are great definitions of discipline and leave every one of those signs up. I'm talking about self-discipline. Comes down to two questions. We make hundreds of decisions every day that come down to two questions. Here's something I know I'm supposed to do that I really don't wanna do. Can you make yourself do it? Over here, there's something you know you're not supposed to do, but you wanna do it. Can you keep yourself from it? If you can make those choices and decisions the right way, you're always gonna stay on the path of being able to do the things you need to do to accomplish the goals that you have. It's how you have to edit your behavior to accomplish the goals that you have. You can't just do what you feel like doing. You gotta to choose to do the things you need to do to accomplish the goals that you have. So in a nutshell, that's kind of how we try to do it. Thank you for listening to Coaching Coordinator. Please visit coachingcoordinator.com to follow all we do and to sign up for our weekly tip sheet, which gives you a rundown of all the best ideas shared each week. Follow us on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.